right, hello everyone, and welcome to American Redemption. Today, I'm joined with Stephen, as always. Stephen, how are you? I'm great. How about yourself? Doing very well. And we have a very special guest, Kevin. This is Kevin number two. Uh, very impressive guy. Kevin, how are you? Doing well. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing great. We're awesome. So Great, now that you're here. Wonderful. Well, yeah. So, Kevin, uh, what are you here to talk about? And tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, uh, you know, I'm delighted to be here on the podcast. I have been a faithful listener since episode one. So I'm glad that uh, I was another Kevin was allowed to be on this podcast. Uh, and thanks for having me. And today I want to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, I was going back and forth about some different things, but um, as adults, you know, all of us working people, right, it's easy to get into kind of this lull of daily life and, you know, we can pick up a lot of routine, a lot of habits, but sometimes those aren't good habits. And uh, I want to talk about, you know, making your time, making the most of your time, right, and what you're doing, how, you know, you can be productive um, and how you can just have some balance and well-roundedness all while, you know, making sure you're taking care of yourself, you know, your family, other people, your friendships, all that stuff like that. Um, and I think this will be a great conversation because I think all three of us could talk for hours. So uh, I'm sure we'll just get the ball rolling and it'll be a great time. Am I? Okay, I think I was muted. Yeah, definitely. A very good topic there. I think there's a, definitely a right way and a, and a wrong way to think about this. So we'll have to explore that a bit. And it's very relevant to me and I think to everybody right now, especially those of us who are still kind of adjusting to the the new world after college or anyone who's had a big change in their in their life recently should be able to get some value from this. Um, okay, so first up, we kind of want to talk about the relationship between work, what we do for a living, and um, how, I guess the way you put it, Kevin, was sanctifying work. What, what did you mean by that? Yeah, so, um, so we all have jobs, right? And, you know, and why, my, why do we have jobs, right? So we obviously we go, right, and we make money but we do something right we're doing something we're not just sitting at a desk for eight hours doing nothing because we have to right we're doing something right and we're using our gifts and talents to do that whatever that looks like whether you're an engineer whether you're in business whether you're a teacher whether you're a nurse whatever right you're using your gifts and talents right and a lot of the time when i think about this and i think about my job right i'm sure all of us can think of a few things in our jobs that we don't like to do or that maybe seem mundane or, you know, but think about it for the world to continue to go around, right. For business to, you know, flourish, um, for people to have their needs met, right. Someone has to do work, right. Life would be too simple if we just sat around all the time and didn't do anything. Right. And that's one of the means, right. Of our sanctification is doing work, right? We all have primary responsibility, um, you know, in our, in our vocations, right? And we think of, well, our, our primary vocation, right, is holiness. But, you know, a lot of times we think about, 
you know, being a husband or a father, being a religious, being a priest, right? That kind of vocation, right? But even in those roles, right, we have to do work, right? It's not just a life of leisure, right? And that's the means of our sanctification, right? We do that in the, even the little things you do, right? Maybe you're, you're helping someone else in your, maybe in your office, and, but that helps a bigger picture and a bigger picture, right? We do all these things um, because right, it's a means of sanctification, but also too, because it, I don't wanna say funds, but uh, in a way it does, right? It helps us meet the, our needs, right? Our family's needs, if we have them, all those kind of things. So, uh, so let me ask a question to you guys. Um, you know, what is the, the motive? When, so when you think of doing anything, you know, what are your motives? You know, what are the things you think about when, uh, you know, you want to start something new or like whatever, you know, what do you think about? I guess most of the time, if I'm, it's something I'm going to be sticking with, I do have a purpose in mind. Like starting this podcast, we decided to start it because we wanted to try and, and contribute to improving the culture of America in whatever way, even if it's very small. But some things I'm not too sure about what the purpose is. Like, I do like what you were talking about, um, keeping the lens of your vocation in mind through your work, through your career. And I think that's a, much, a lot easier when you're like a father, it's very clear your your uh, purpose for working, the primary purpose at least, is so that you can provide for your family. But it's a little trickier as a single person. Um, I think like I definitely have that in mind in the future, but as a single person, what is the motivation behind working other than you just have to? I'm not too sure about that. I'd be curious to hear mm -hmm. your guys' takes on that. Yeah, I think that's... Uh... It's a very interesting way to put it. Yeah, I, I would say, like you said, with the podcast, there's obviously an end goal in mind with that, that we're looking to provide uh, an outlet to people, have community outreach and reach as many people as we possibly can. I don't know if we necessarily have a number of listeners on that, but there's some kind of goal that we have for the, the podcast, obviously. And, uh, with work. Yeah. I would say for obviously married people, families, uh, providing for their children, maybe putting their kids, uh, through college, then ultimately, uh, re retirement and reaching an age where they no longer have to, uh, provide because they're, uh, I guess receiving or what's the term I'm looking for? They're living off of the fruits of their labor. So, um, you know, so I'm, I'm piggybacking off both of those points. Um, you know, Andrew, what you were saying is uh, in, in this state of life, right? The, the single state, if you want to call it that, um, it's easy to begin to think, you know, this is just a lull. Right. Like I maybe like I'm not meeting anybody or like, you know, this doesn't nothing seems to be working out this and that. But um, I want to turn that table a little bit and also spin it kind of like the same way to the, the liturgical season. Right. We're in right now, like the season of Advent. Right. It's all about preparing. Right. So when I when I think of this, I like to change my scope a little bit is to think that all of this time, you know, when maybe you're dating or you're single. Right. Instead of that, this time, you know, being like, uh, 
this is lonely, this is miserable. What if it, we flip, turn the table a little bit and say, this is time that God is giving me to work on myself and to improve certain things, right? So that when the time comes, I can be more ready, right? To serve whoever my, my you know, girlfriend, boyfriend is going to be, um, you know, and, and grow deeper, right? And that's for a long time, like that's kind of the scope that, in the mindset I tried to have, right? Because when when you're not in a committed relationship or in, you know, married, right? Who do you have more time for? Yourself, right? And, and it's, and that's, a, you know, you're not going to have that time forever. When you got crying babies at three in the morning, you know, you might only be getting three hours of sleep. I know me and Andrew like to joke all the time about, you know, getting those eight hours in, but uh, maybe that's not a reality forever, right? But right now, right, we can afford that for ourselves, you know? So uh, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, no, that's a great point. I've definitely been uh, considering that more and more in the last few months. I, I realized compared to some others that I, I do have a, a tremendous amount of free time where I can use that to, to work on preparing for things in the future. Like I have time to go to the gym multiple times a week and to work on projects like this and, and to uh, – you know, like learn a martial art, all that stuff. There's things I, I maybe wouldn't have quite as much time for. So there is a lot of value in, the, in this stage of the of the vocation. Yeah, uh, Kevin got me definitely fired up there with his uh, with with what he was saying there, and I, I definitely agree with that. I like how he tied the. Uh, liturgical aspect into it. I mean, Advent, they talk about prepare the way, make straight the path. You're, you're, you're solely focused on, uh, the, the vision and, and going forward. And I mean, what has our, uh, society always move forward with is, is, uh, men with vision, people with a vision who dedicated their, their lives to something knowing that they might not even reap the rewards of of that time and effort that they put in but they knew how important that was and and they saw the thousand foot view and saw the big picture and and saw that someone is going to reap the benefits of this and it might not be me but i am going to you know dedicate myself to something and i think that's a real thing making a making better processes for yourself, be holding yourself accountable will only better your life in the future. When you do have uh, less time on your hands, when you do have more responsibilities, you you'll be ready and able to step up to the plate and uh, take on those challenges. Just as a, yeah. uh, sorry, Kevin, go ahead. No, you know, so I was just, uh, Steve, what you were saying about, you know, like, People always joke like, like trust the process, but you know what? It's it's true, right? Because what in society, right? What what does society tell us all the time is that I have to have this now, right? Or I got to get you know from point A to point B as fast as possible. Like, why do you think anytime I'm driving on the parkway, I just think why I'm going seventy miles an hour, and why does someone have to go past me in a hundred miles an hour? Like you know, like seriously, like what's like what's the rush? Like why do we always want to push? so fast right and so hard right and we lose that scope right slow down a little bit every now and again you know 
I know. I definitely think that when I'm on the highway, I'm in the I'm in the left lane going good 15 over or 20 over or whatever, and someone's still trying to pass me. Where is this person going? But uh, yeah, yeah. Stephen, when you were talking about like putting in work for future generations that you'll never see the the fruits of the labor, you know, you'll never see the result. That made me think of like back in the Middle Ages when people would would build like these great big cathedrals and stuff like that, and it took like four generations to build them. Sometimes, so the guy started would never see anything significant and then like a hundred years later or more it was done that's i think that's a really cool example of that yeah for sure so being that uh we're talking about now right in our current states we got free time right we got some free time you know we got we got hobbies we got our jobs um but another thing i want to talk about is how we use our time right because we can use time for good and you know, we all know that we can also not necessarily use our time too wisely. Um, so um, let's let's think a little bit about, you know, think of a time when you've had some free time that maybe or what would you say of of all, if people our age or maybe even in college. Right. What what do people do in their free time? Like an average person, like what would you say they would do? I think sit on their cell phone. Yeah, exactly. Or the couch. <laughs> and yeah, I hear uh a lot, of, a lot of screen time for sure. People come home from work or school or whatever and I think they're going right for the TV or the phone. Yeah, I, I know like a, like a wake-up call for me was like uh, I went uh, I went into my phone the one time into like the where you can see your screen time yeah. and you know where it shows you every day how much time you're spending on like Instagram, Facebook. I mean we're talking you know two, three hours that you just don't realize that your phone screen's on, you know, you're doing something, um, which is crazy, right? Think about that. Like, a lot of people, they say, oh, I just don't have time to do anything. But like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's crazy. And a lot of that time is like when you should be focusing on something else. So I remember being in school, sitting on my phone in class and stuff like that. That's time when I should have been focusing on something else. Or even if right. you're just like sitting around, like waiting at an appointment or for like a train or something, people go right for their phone, which people never did before. And I've heard a lot of cool stories people have had about just sitting there and like looking at the world around them. So I kind of try to get back to that sometimes and just put the phone away and just sit and like look around. Yeah. Or talk to people. Like there's a lot of sure. a lot more talk to strangers that people used to do. Talking with strangers. Yeah. I, I don't want to make a, an anti-phone ploy uh, here, but I will, so, you know, I can, Andrew, you, I mean, you did this too, was um, last year, well, I guess this year during Lent, we did uh, Exodus, right, Exodus 40, and uh, which is a program for men during Lent where you commit to, you know, the three pillars, like prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, and like part of the the fasting portion, right, was was giving up a lot of like material things, right? One of those things was like, social media, you know, deleting all of the apps and everything. And that was the first time that I ever went like cold turkey, like on all like social media, like like no TV um, kind of thing. And um, you know, I it was one of the best like semesters and like the best forty days like I had. Um, in a long time because I was filling the time that, and also, also, right. The other pillar, right. of The program was like, was prayer. And, uh, we also were, we were supposed to, so like we had to do so much daily reading 
um, we had to do uh, like we had to try to do a holy hour every day, which was not always possible. Uh, but to try to do as much time as possible, you know, so whether that, and that didn't have to just be like sitting in contemplative prayer for an hour, you know, that could be going to mass, going to adoration, your own silent prayer, spiritual reading, whatever. But I realized I was filling my time with those good things, right. That I would have rather, or that I would have otherwise just spent on my phone or something like that. And, uh, in what great fruit like that bore for that entire season, um, and Andrew, I don't know if you have any, you know, I mean, you, you were in my group for this, uh, you know, any thoughts? Yeah, that was an awesome semester. And I'm sure that contributed because um, you mentioned a lot of the other, like spending the time better and, you know, going to pr- uh, and prayer and stuff. But I think also it, it pushed us to, to like look for um, ways to spend that time with people. If we weren't going to be sitting on our screens, mm-hmm. we would maybe reach out to a friend that we might not have otherwise. So yeah, there's a, there was a tremendous amount of value in that. And I think I'll definitely try to do that again for Lent, or at least at least some of those. And I did try to incorporate a lot of those just into everyday life too. I right. tried to use my phone a lot less, period, after that. Yeah. So let me ask the next question because this, this is flowing perfectly. Uh, you know, so why, because I think I said you guys said, well, I don't talk about avoidance, you know, but but think about it. Uh, why? So me and Andrew both gave up our social media, whatever, did all these good things. And here we are, how many months later? And how many of those practices are we still like consistently doing? Right. Mm-hmm. We know, right. These things are good for us, but why do we, why do we avoid them? Right. Anyone want to talk about avoidance <laughs> or like, why, you know, why do you, why do you put things off or why do you stop doing things that you know are good for you? You know? That is a tough one. I think there's, we want to do all these things and we can really only do so many at a time. It seems like, so I've definitely been taking like one at a time and trying to do that. But a lot of the progress that was made during Exodus has not been kept up with. So yeah, yeah, good reminder here about that. I do say, I will say I use my phone a lot less than I used to partly because I'm, I'm busier with working, but I think also, um, the habit from Exodus has been built in there. I, I don't find myself mindlessly scrolling hardly at all. I would chime in and say the reason that we uh, practice uh, avoidance is, is probably because it's the, the path of least resistance. Yeah, I could not use my phone and pull out a book and uh, look something up and next thing you know, you're searching for something on Google or whatever search engine you use. And then, then you're, uh, tabbing off of that and then you're opening up an app and, Oh, Oh, I'm just going to do this one thing or, uh, and next thing you know, you're how many people have went down the YouTube rabbit hole of just watching mindless videos for hours and hours and hours. It, 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 again, it's, 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 uh, a, a form of uh, uh, temptation, I guess. Like, oh, I'll just, I'll just, oh, I'll have one piece of chocolate, and then you eat the whole, whole, whole candy bar. It, it's, it's a similar thing that's playing with your, uh, your, your brain, and yeah. Yeah, I bought a thing of Ben and Jerry's the other night, and I thought eh, maybe I'll just eat half of it. <laughs> but before you know, there's a thousand calories of ice cream gone in five minutes. Right down the <laughs> hole. Whew. 
Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Stephen, great, great point, right? The path of least resistance, right? I always like to think about, uh, you know, people always say nothing is free. You know, like I, I remember in, in college when we went to New Ken, uh, our, our econ professor, so everyone was like, uh, he was like, what was going on up there today? We're like, oh, free lunch. He goes, was it really free? And uh, he's like, no, it's not. You know, you're paying to be here. But okay, it's the same way, right, with uh, like the path of least resistance. You don't get, you don't, you're not going to uh, strengthen yourself or build up yourself by scrolling on Facebook for four hours, right? It's, we avoid things because those behaviors and those things that will make us better are hard to do, right? I mean, we, we all know it. You guys have talked about on this podcast about how, you know, in this society, right, it's easy to be lazy, right? We have all these outlets that almost like force us to be lazy and encourage us to, um, like to lesser ourselves, right? We see like, like in, I'm not trying to pick on social media, but I think it's a great example of like, oh, like, you know, let's let everyone see about your life and blah, blah, blah. But like, I mean, look at kids, you know, I was, I was just out this evening at a restaurant and, uh, kids are sitting there with their parents on, on TikTok at the dinner table, you know, just saturated, you know what I'm saying? Like that's allowing that and just forming and from a young age, like, and you know, we didn't necessarily have that when we were young, young, but think about, you know, how much harder these kids are going to have it in the future. I mean, it's hard enough for us, right. To try to break, you know, these habits of, you know, using our phones a lot. And because, you know, that instant gratification, like we talked about earlier, right? You can get that dopamine hit from going on Instagram, you know, like, oh, I just can't wait to get home and scroll, right? You know how much harder it's going to be for future generations to have to break that mold of all they knew growing up. And I'm not saying all, but, you know, if you're just every time you go out to dinner, don't want to do anything besides look at the phone, you know, or I mean, think about how hard that's going to be. Yeah, there's, oh, it's so sad seeing kids always on their phone. Not to sound like some grandpa is like, those darn kids. But but really, I mean, we didn't have phones. And, <laughs> and I'm very glad my parents didn't let me have video games until I was much older. Because it seemed like we maybe were one of the last uh, groups of kids who, who really did just go play outside and like had to be sure. bored sometimes. And then I also <laughs> hate seeing how kids now are having to wear masks all the time. Like we're, they're really, we're really changing them their psychology has become like very sure. isolated. Uh, and the dopamine problem is huge too. I, I listened to a really like dense podcast from this guy, uh, Dr. Andrew Huberman, all about dopamine. And every time you're getting one of those spikes from, from anything that you enjoy, really, it could, it could be something good even, or it could just be eating chocolate or going on Instagram. You're raising, you're getting a spike, but it comes at the cost of your baseline, which has now been reduced because you only have a certain amount of dopamine you can produce. So if you're getting all these spikes, all this overstimulation, your baseline level, which is what you get need throughout the day just to be motivated, drops over time. So you're you can do too many good things even. You have to really try to balance that. And sometimes just like don't stimulate, don't bring a phone to the gym or don't always listen to music. Try to reduce your your amount of dopamine spiking activities. It'll have a tremendous difference. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think a, a good, uh, you know, segue is, uh, so, right. We mentioned these things are hard, right. Forming good habits is hard. Um, and in, you know, resisting, right. 
resisting evil, right, is hard, right? These are all hard things, yeah. right? So, but but how do we do that, right? Because it's easy, right? I think there's there's two extremes to this. Is it's either like you you go all out, right, and you try to you're like you know what, like it's just like a New Year's resolution when people say they're going to go to the gym, right? The gym is packed for what two weeks, and then people, that's it. You know, it's it's because a lot of times people don't have a plan, right? Or right, we just have a we have a vision, we don't know how to execute it, and we just try to go for it all at once. So you know, uh, I'll say you know that over time I've gotten much better at um, executing like my plan per se, right? Is in in let me I'm going to use like an analogy here, like uh, learning music, right? So I guess I didn't like you know really introduce myself uh, in the beginning, but so one thing about me is um, in addition, right? So I'm an engineer uh, also, right? I'm a musician. So I played the organ. I studied piano and organ in high school and in college. Um, and it, I learned a lot of, like a lot of discipline, right? From learning an instrument because I was forced to practice, right? I wasn't necessarily forced out of my own. I was forced because I had motivation, right? Motivation because I wanted to get better but also I always had a church job. So I had to prepare music, right, for every Sunday. So I had motivation, right? But it all throughout like the years of learning music and practicing, like I, I, I would see this pattern where I'd be like, okay, like I gotta learn this. So I would just like try to just play through it all, like at one time, okay? And that would be like synonymous to people saying, okay, I'm gonna go to the gym and do this ridiculous workout on January 1st and just hope it sticks right like you're you're taking the quantity approach not the quality approach mm -hmm. right and, and i just i learned over time like like oh man like i could probably learn this music in like half the time if i actually like sat down for 30 minutes focused and just worked on one line you know so like and throughout time right i built this discipline of saying man hey you know what i'm actually like this is actually working a little better right if i am like more patient and more disciplined. So what I would do, right, I would force myself to practice better. I would take a sticky note, right, and I would put it, I would go like three measures at a time. Right? So I'd take a sticky note and place it like on that fourth measure. So I couldn't, I couldn't get any further, right, because it's a temptation. Because I was tempted, I would just want to play through the whole thing, right? So think about, you know, any situation in your life when you've wanted to learn a skill, incorporate a new behavior, a new discipline, and uh, sometimes you got to do that to yourself, right? You got to do something hard, right? Put up a roadblock, put up a barrier. In my case, it was just a sticky note, right? But it worked, you know? Yeah, that's a really good point. We always want have these great ideas in our head, but we can't always make ourselves do them. So we need to like put up physical barriers to block the temptation. And then conversely, we should also be looking for ways to make the hard things easier or more like not easier to do to actually do the hard thing, but make it like more likely that you'll, you'll do it. So the example that comes to mind for me is I started going to the gym in the morning. Like I don't want to wake up at 6am, but, but I have been, and it's because two things, I put my alarm far away so that I, I have to get up to turn it off. And then I go with my roommate and in the morning, neither one of us wants to get up, but we both get up because we think the other one wants to. So the things like that, the sticky note, Find ways to make what you want to do happen. Yeah.
Yeah. So, you know, the plan, right? The, the plan is important. Um, and in another part of the plan, right, that you have to account for, right, is that you're going to mess up, right? And you're going to fail, right? Probably at some point along that line. And you're going to you're gonna have to have a restart, right? I always think about like in the spiritual life, right? In the Catholic Church, we have this, you know, beautiful thing, right? The sacrament of reconciliation, right? Which is the most beautiful example of like a restart I can think of, you know, and it doesn't have to be like, you know, like, uh, because you, you messed up your, your good habit or like whatever, but, but it's a great example is a great parallel because like that opportunity, right. In that sacrament is a beautiful opportunity, um, to receive God's grace to start over, right. And to admit, right. It's a humbling thing to admit that, that we're sinners, right. And that as much as I hate to say it, like we're, we are all weak people, right. I mean, think about how many times in your life you've sinned, right. Yeah, we, or, we, we live in a fallen world. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, and that's just, that's the world we live in. Right. And, and we often, a way that the devil distracts us from be, like executing our plans, forming good habits, right. Is when, when we mess up, the devil gets in our head and tells us like, you suck, right? <laughs> like you can't, like, you're never gonna be able to do this. Like, just give up. Don't wake up at 6am. You know what I'm saying? And we don't give ourselves credit for the progress we've already made. Right. And that's, that's why people after those two weeks in the beginning of the year, where's everyone gone? Uh, I can't, I can't wake up at 6am anymore. Right. And that doesn't mean that say, you know, like, for example, like for a long time, like I was, you know, like praying the rosary every day. But then I realized, you know, it, I had to change up my prayer, my prayer life, my routine a little bit because it was just, I was having some spiritual dryness. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it doesn't mean just because your, your plan, it stops working in one regard, doesn't mean it can, it, it's bad if it changes into something else or, right. It, it might look different over time, right? Things change, hmm. you know, and and yeah, we may have to alter, right? Either because we mess up or we realize that, okay, I I took way too big of a bite and this is just wearing me down. You know, I got to do something different. Um, it, it's not a bad thing, right? Yeah, like you, like you talked about, your if like you said, taking too big of a bite. If your if your uh, quality isn't there, it, it it's not doing you any good to just keep uh, grinding your axe up against that. Uh, if, if it's not working out for you. So, yeah. So is it fair to say that uh, a change doesn't always need to be about doing more, but it does need to be about improving? Yeah, I, I think it, yeah, it doesn't always have to be doing more, right? And that's, that's another lie, right? That the devil, I think, is a lot of people is, because always think about, again, our society, back to society. What does society always say? More is better. More money, more more cars, more clothes, bigger house. Okay, right. Always more is better, right? But is is more always better, right? Just because you have a lot of a lot of something doesn't mean that it's good, right? You could have. <laughs> uh, I can't think of a good example. I'm not gonna. Not gonna oh, 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 oh! I I I got I I got, I, I got one. You Go have the it. you have the age old uh, biblical passage of the prodigal son where he's given a large sack of money and uh, he gambles it all away. Now, uh, again, yeah, if 
maybe if he was given less of a fortune, he he could have managed it better, or maybe he would have blown it uh blown it all the same. But yeah, having uh uh just one thing uh in in abundance, some people can't can't handle that. And if you're working on building up self-discipline, you can work your way up to that. You can work your way up to uh, managing a, a really large household, or you can work your way up to handling a large sum of, uh, of, of money. I don't want people to have a, a negative connotation with creating some success for themselves. Right. Uh, uh, material success uh, isn't everything. And, and our end goal is to uh, end up with God in heaven. But I would say having having success isn't bad, but yeah, being uh, uh, biting off more than you can chew and just saying I need to have just for the sake of having isn't what we're what we're looking for. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and that's in that same, you know, I know something that I'm uh, I'm guilty of, right, is just working too much, you know, or feeling like I got to. I constantly have to be doing something. Um, and, and, you know, it's good, right? It's important, right? I think I shared this with you guys yesterday is that, um, you know, some of the like latest, like spiritual direction that I've received is that, um, you know, if I don't take care of myself, how am I ever going to be able to take care of anybody else, right? You know, so like right now, that could just be my my job, my responsibilities but in the future. You know, maybe that's my family, my household. Right. And um, it's important too, right, to not that's another lie the devil likes to tell us is that uh, and there's a fine line right between taking care of yourself, making time to rest. Right. Uh, making, you know, keeping the Sabbath holy. I mean, how how is that? You know, that's been so just abolished by modern society right back in the day nowhere was open on sunday you know it was a time for people to rest Mm. right and now people just go 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 right i find like for myself i really really like my week is already off to a bad start if i don't have some time for myself on sunday and you know maybe that means just sitting back on the couch putting on a football game sleeping a little bit like like for me, like I need some time just like to myself to like recoup, you know what I'm saying? Like it's important, right? Because like, like I said, you know, you got to be able to take care of yourself because you, if you want to be able to take care of others, right. In the long run, right. It's, it's an investment in yourself, just like all of these things, right. It's an investment in yourself. Yeah, that's key. Um, I've, I've definitely always admired your work ethic. You work harder than anybody. And I'm glad you have a, a good perspective on rest. Some people will work themselves to the bone. And I don't know, that's just, it's not going to do too well in the long run. People burn out. And since starting work, I've noticed that I definitely need some of that recharge time, that kind of purposeful rest, because it can be exhausting having to go, go, go all the time working and then trying to fill your remaining time with, with uh, productive and meaningful activities and then also just like the day-to-day chores you have to do like like just grocery right. shopping and cooking and laundry all that can pile up and get get very exhausting yeah i would i would boil this down to if god rested for a day you can definitely rest for a day 
boom, yeah, there it is. That that's it. Boom, and I think it, it's and, and and God, like God knew, you know, like we're not we're not smarter than God <laughs> that we need to, you know, work seven days a week, right? We we need that time. Um, and Andrew just came to mind when you were talking about like you know our like jobs, right? This new phase. You give your job at least in a normal week, at least forty hours, not counting the time that you know you're traveling to and from work and you know this and that, right? So that's in school, right? It wasn't necessarily like that, where say you had maybe fifteen credits, right? There's your fifteen hours of class per se, but you had a lot more time to do with your own time what you wanted. You know what I'm saying? Versus now, you already have like think about it, forty hours. That's a lot of time. Yeah. You know, out of the week already. Yeah, it's a huge change, huge change. So, Kevin, what have you been doing to try to improve the way you look at leisure? Oh, boy, this is a tough one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a busy season, you know, uh, with Christmas coming, you know, lots of stuff going on uh, at the church, lots of extra rehearsals, extra concerts and things going on. So, ah, man, there's a lot, but I'm, I'm really trying to um, get better about, you know, the first part, right? So we talked about plans, right? But uh, intentionality, right? I feel like right now, the way I view rest sometimes is, uh, I'll get, I'll get to sit down when I get there. Or like, after I finish all of these things, right, I'll be able to sit down and relax. So like, it's if, it's an if I get to rest, mm. not I need to, right? So I think one of my goals here um, for like, I don't know if it's going to happen this month, right? It's just, it's, it's, it's hard. But I think in the new year, right, one of the main things I want to focus on is uh, being more intentional, right? And it, we talk a lot about intentionality when we want to do things, but you have to be intentional about saying, all right, you know what? Like uh, in, in my wonderful girlfriend, girlfriend, Jill, shout out to her. Uh, she, you know, wrote me this, we always so uh, we always, you know, write each other emails, which is Nerds. funny and, and embarrassing that I'm saying this <laughs> on the podcast, but, uh, but it's funny. And I think some people listening will laugh, but it's because it's funny. But, um, you know, we do this sometimes when we have important things to, to talk about or, you know, some things we want to write out, not, not necessarily our grievances, but like, for example, <laughs> for example, um, you know, I asked her, I said, you know, can you write me <laughs> a message um, to tell me a little bit about some ways that you think I could get better at taking care of myself and you know some ways I could do that and she wrote me a great email and <laughs> and uh, but you, you <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just picturing my uh, relationship and how much of a can of worms that would open up so <laughs> I, I, can, I, I, I cannot wait to hear this. And uh, yeah, so she, she wrote me this nice email uh, with some some great uh, practical right advice because all of us, right, from our point of view, right, we see things one way, but that other person looking from the outside sees things a whole lot differently, right? Especially if that's, uh, you know, boyfriend or girlfriend, right? They see us at good times. They also see us at bad times, in times when we're worn down tired, exhausted, don't want to deal with anyone, right? So they see it. So she was a good person to ask for this. But, um, you know, like I said, be more intentional about um, 
making time for myself to rest. And uh, one of the things that she said was uh, like every night, right? So I have a, like a bad habit of, in, in, you know, I know we talk a lot about like reading books. Like I love reading. It's great. But I often make it a like last priority sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, like if I get upstairs and get in bed by 930, then I can read versus like, oh, if I get up there, maybe I'll have some time to read. But by the time I lay down, I'm pooped and I'm just ready to go to bed. Um, So intentionality, right, is the is kind of what I want to, you know, talk about here with being restful. So I don't know, maybe if you guys want to chime in about some ways that you're intentional about um, and, and again, looping back to setting boundaries, right? Like I'm going to turn off my computer at 930, not like uh, just one more email to send, just one more thing to check, right? And then it's 10 o'clock, it's 1030, crap, like where's all my time for myself? No, I'm just going to bed, you know? So what do you guys think? Yeah, well, first of all, uh, I think having to make some time for rest is is a, not the worst problem in the world. And I think I've always been working on uh, resting too much. So that's... Uh, it's kind of a funny, funny different side of the problem, but I, uh, I definitely do try to prioritize having some some good leisure time. And one of the things I've been thinking about is how most of my my leisure is purposeful. Like I still kind of consider it to be a very good use of time, sort of productive, even though it's also at the same time relaxing. Like reading is a great example of that. I'm I'm learning something, but I'm, I'm also relaxing and calm. It's a good way to end the day and I will like shut off my phone and put it away at a certain time. Um, usually like usually by 10 and then I can read until like 1030. And then another relaxing hobby is playing guitar. I am uh, not even close to the musician. Kevin is not even a musician. I wouldn't call myself that, but it's a nice hobby. That's also learning and working the mind and very relaxing. So things like that, uh, getting outside, of course, every day making that a priority it just ha- yeah it has to be a priority yeah yeah I, I i agree with you andrew that it has to be a priority to, to give yourself some downtime but i'm definitely need to pick up some uh some pointers with kevin and in being intentional because the whole the the whole if ands and buts uh, about making leisure time. I am a hundred percent a, a culprit of that. Oh, I will. Oh, after I, I do this one thing, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, give myself a break. Oh, after I do this, I'm, I'm going to do that. Uh, I just, I, I get myself down the, the rabbit hole of that way too much. And then, um, sitting in, in my room, staring at the ceiling at like, 10 30, next thing you know, it's 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. And it's like, what have I done to myself? And yeah, yeah. I, I definitely go, go down that path. Not, not all the time, but I'm definitely a culprit of that more, uh, more times than once. So yeah. Why, why don't, why don't you, why don't you go ahead and, and, uh, walk me through how, uh, how you've, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not uh, an expert in this by any means, but, you know, the first step is uh, just being intentional. Well, I guess we've said that a lot, but uh, I think for me, like one thing yeah. is what, that- what is, what does that, what does that mean for, yeah. for, for, for Kevin? What does that mean for, 
your 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 average person, you tell them, okay, be 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 intentional. Does that mean, uh, like you said, it, it, exactly stick to a, a hard deadline? Uh, I, again, you you're ta- you talked about uh, playing the organ before and putting the sticky note and stopping mm-hmm. yourself. Is that all right? I'm forcing myself to go cold turkey at nine thirty tonight with my uh, computer and all of my electronics, or is that um, just simply saying I'm gonna turn everything off tonight and not put a hard time? Yeah. On it? But what 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 is that? What does that look like? So Kevin comes home from work. He uh, he eats dinner. He he does. He goes through his whole routine and. Uh, He's looking to be intentional this evening. Where, where do we go from there? Yeah. So, you know, so it's going to look different for everyone. I can tell you kind of what my, on a good night, right, what my ideal routine would look like, right? And, and this is part of building discipline is that I can't, I don't do this all the time, right? I I would say I seldom do this, right? Because it's hard, right? It's hard for yeah. me to set boundaries for myself, but it would be, you know, come home from work, have a little bit of time to maybe lay down, you know, maybe a half hour or something before we get changed, unwind a little bit, uh, you know, take a little bit of before having dinner, uh, with my family, relax a little bit, unwind from the day, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, away from the house, nine, 10 hours, whatever, come home, wash up, have dinner, right? Talk with my, my parents, my brother a little bit. Um, and then, you know, typically, uh, Usually it means get right back out to my, uh, that's not what I wanted to say, uh, get right to my other job, right? So I have a lot of stuff that uh, my second job entails, you know, uh, in this role, right? Because uh, I work in a pretty large music program. There's always emails to reply to. I have to make recordings for people sometime to practice, um, making up binders for myself, Um doing research right on music and repertoire that I'm going to play in the future, planning, um, communicating with the other people I work with church, you know, there's just a lot of stuff, right? So for me, maybe a little bit of the clerical work, right? Check up on some emails, um, you know, finish that up, maybe say, okay, half an hour, 45 minutes, I'm going to be done with that. And then get into, get into my practice. You know, I have my regular, besides the normal, you know, service music, hymns and all that stuff. Um, have to choral anthems, right, for all the choirs, um, like Gregorian chant. I got to learn that stuff. I got to listen to recordings, uh, learn my organ music, right, and, uh, you know, finish that off by maybe, uh, you know, 9.30 or so, right? And and my routine used to be was that I would always stop by 10 o'clock, and uh, this is nerdy. He can make funny, but I always, I like, it by 10 o'clock, I'd put on the 10 o'clock news, and I was like, all right. I'm done for the day. Like I'm unwind. And like, that was like, all right. Like I looked forward to that. Cause I was like, I know like I'm going to have some time to veg, you know, like to just hang out a little bit. The, the news is going <laughs> to bother yeah. you to death or Joe would yeah, tell me about I'm, that. She said, Kevin's such an old man. He puts the news on at 10 o'clock and I have a, the TV. <laughs> all right. So that's, yeah, that, that's what I was looking for. That's kind of your, uh, your hard stop. And, for all of our go-getters out there, I mean, you heard what Kevin goes through. Uh, Andrew, is your evening 
half as exciting as Kevin's evening. The heck no. No, no. Yeah, no. so I mean it should be easier for those of us who have a less strenuous schedule than than Kevin to be able to uh be intentional, but that was a yeah. very that was a very good uh walkthrough on how yeah. we can we we can create uh create time to do the things that we need to do, yeah. but then also uh you you do have to put a put a stop on your day at some point. And it's ready right. to and it's all about regrouping and you know what? There 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 is always tomorrow. Right. And and you know it doesn't always have to my my case is kind of an extreme case, right? Because I do have two jobs, right? But yeah. in we talk about like making hard stops and stuff and some of this, you know, like self care type stuff. Um, you know, I know one thing that I really try to do is to make time every and I, I do a lot of driving, spend a lot of time in the car, is make time to keep up with my friends from college, from high school, whatever. Like, uh, you know, if, it, if it's Andrew, whoever it is, you know, my girlfriend, my brother, like who's at school, uh, you know, I know I'm going to be at the, like driving for an hour, you know, like, okay, like, can I fit in a call, you know, with, is he going to be around? Hey, you know, are you going to be around or, or available around five? And I'll give you a call, catch up a little bit. That's, you know, a great way to, it's, it's like mutual. Um, it's good for both parties, right? You, you don't, you talk to someone who, you know, you haven't talked to in a long time or you just catch up and hear about what's going on in someone else's life. And, you know, maybe they, they, you get some really great advice about that or you really get some joy, right. From hearing about the great things, you know, your friend's been doing since you haven't seen them since they were in school. Right. Um, like moldy. Ha- yeah. Like, like Andrew, you know, telling me, uh, hey, you know, I, I'm gonna have to go in two minutes because I I'm at the Aldi, re- you know, returning my moldy ham. You know, what I mean, <laughs> that's hilarious, you know. And I just could not stop laughing about that. And I just told everyone because it was just, you know, they were like, oh, that's that's Andrew hasn't changed a bit. You know? <laughs> and like, it's just it's just classic, you know. And uh, it's those little things, right? We we it might seem like just talking on the phone, but it's a good way, right? Keep up with people, um, and. Yeah, bring you some joy, right? It's good for good for both people, right? I know, Stephen, you said last night, you know, hop on the phone and talk to your dad, talk to your mom, grandma, whoever, you know, like it's great, you know, be able to do that. Yeah, and it's especially big for uh, Andrew and myself, given that we're not uh, where our home natively was. So we right. don't have our, our roots here. So, yeah, we do have to uh, make a concerted effort to talk to the people that, uh, are important in our lives. So that's definitely, uh, definitely a thing that I, I, I do try to do. I, I love calling people when, uh, when I'm out and about, or I have a few minutes to, uh, to squeeze. And sometimes I, I try to squeeze it in, uh, in, in too tight of windows just because I'm moving around, but yeah. 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 Um, you know, one other thing too, that I think is a good exercise. And I know, uh, we make fun of one of our friends for doing this is journaling <laughs> and it, it's kind of like become a meme. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't religiously do this at all. So I'm not going to like, you know, speak on it like I'm an expert, but you know, I have at some points in my life, I have this notebook, uh, like a little nicer notebook. And, uh, sometimes before I go to bed, I just kind of write down what's going on. And, you know, it's real funny to look back, you know, I just opened it a few days ago and, uh, 
just looking at it from last year, even the year before, like seeing where you were at then and seeing where you're at now. And in, so you see some of those plans and some of those hobbies and those habits, like whatever that you wanted to implement and get good at. And you're like, wow, you know, like I actually do that now. Right. And it's a good way to kind of give yourself credit in a good way too, especially if you struggle a lot with, um, I don't want to say with processing things, but you know, sometimes it's easy to, to ruminate a lot or get really caught up in whatever's going on. And I find that, you know, sometimes if I just put that on the paper, right, it, I just do myself a favor, right? Almost is a, like a therapeutic type thing is that I'm going to just write this out, you know, and, and sometimes I write out something completely different than what I thought about a situation or something going on with, you know, one of my family members or my girlfriend or like whatever. And, uh, you know, I think it can be like, look, it's like, oh, like, you know, girls write in their, their secret journal or whatever, but it doesn't have to be that way. You know, it's fine to write things down. Uh, oh, you know, no, a- a- absolutely. It, it makes you be, it makes you be tactful. It makes you be yeah. uh, precise and, and yeah, it makes you hold yourself uh, accountable. Yeah. You're looking back at that. You're like, wow, I actually really did do this. Whereas yeah. how, how many times have you said, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do something and brushed it off. But it like, like you said, you r- write it down and you see that that's that's you holding your former self accountable and it does show growth and and like you talked about uh having Jill just do a little cr- critique and and ask how can how can I be better that's someone else holding you accountable and that's yourself holding you accountable yeah yeah absolutely and uh it's um uh that that's that's awesome i, yeah. I think that, i think that's fantastic cuz how many uh, what, what's what's the old cliche saying? You know, talk is cheap. If, yeah. if you just say, if you just talk about wanting to do something, that that's cheap. But but right, running it down, uh, uh, committing to it, and yeah, telling just, someone else about it, yeah, that's 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 big time. That that's really just just that small thing is so big and so crucial. Yeah, and and I just remembered, you know, that I was trying to remember this quote, but um, you know, if you write something down, it must be important. Right. And, and I have learned this like all throughout college. It's always like, you know, the professor is going to say some things, but like I should really make a note. I'm like, I, you know, you tell yourself, oh, yeah, I'll remember that. You're not like how I do that all the time. Even at work, I think like I just pull up my one note when I'm in a meeting. I was like, right, I'm going to write this down because I know that I'm not going to remember. So if you write something down, it must be important. So just a, a plug for writing there. So, yeah. Yeah, that's Andrew. really good. Writing, very important. I, I hear this all the time. Like people online are always like, you got to write, you got to write. So I'm going to try writing more about various things. And then I'm also just an awful note taker. I'm so guilty of thinking, <laughs> I'll remember it, I'll remember it. I don't. So I'm trying to get better about that at work. And then also I think it's there can be a lot of value in like podcasts and, and lectures on YouTube and stuff. But if you're just watching it, sure. you're probably not retaining that much. So sometimes I try to like to take notes on like a, a podcast yeah. that's really informative or something like that. And it's kind of like a lecture in college. You're getting a lot of value out of it, but let's yeah. move on to our final topic. Now, Kevin, you stressed the importance of this. Yeah. You know, so in just wrapping up, right. So, ah, uh, so we want to do, right. We talked a lot about, right. We talked a lot of talk tonight about things, how we can get better 
these things we want to do, right? All this stuff. But, right, it has to start with one thing and it has to be a solid foundation. And a foundation um, that I'm talking about is having a solid life of prayer and a solid spiritual life. Um, I, another, I'm stealing, right, spiritual direction I've received, but, you know, uh, another one that just really struck me this a while ago was that, you know, when you put your prayer life first, everything else really falls into place. And I had a big aha, like moment, uh, because, you know, it's like a, you, you hear that, right? But in, in this context, I really thought, like, I looked back and thought, wow, like, in the last year, like, think about how much has happened in, you know, getting a, a job and, and uh, you know, moving back to Pittsburgh and finishing college, right? And looking back, like, everything worked out, you know, pretty well, you know, and I don't necessarily regret or want to change, you know, anything. But I thought, you know, uh, if you put your prayer life first, right, everything else falls into place. And I'm just going to speak from personal experience, but I would, I would most confidently say this across the board is that when you, your, your life, again, forming a solid prayer life and, you know, a, a solid sacramental life is hard, right? But it yields great fruit when you do it. And it's easy to avoid, right? I, I all the time, I, uh, I'm very fortunate to have a Catholic church, like literally a five minute walk away from my office and they have mass at 1205 every day. And I try to go at least like twice a week. Um, but what a temptation it is to be like, ah, now, nah, like I'm like, I'm just going to keep working through lunch or, and that's not to say like you have to go every day. Right. But like, um, the, the grace that flows from the sacraments, right. Or just even, you know, making, um, frequent confession, you know, maybe at least once a month, um, gives so much peace, so much clarity, right. And it helps everything else to fall into place. Right. And it's hard, right. And it's not, it's not just like, it's, I mean, I'm talking years of, and I'm not, I'm not putting myself on a, a pedestal, right? I'm not, I'm not doing that, but I'm just, but you know, it's, I've been trying really hard for a long time, right? To try to figure something out, right? To try to figure out how to have a good prayer life, a good spiritual life. And it's not a linear scale, right? You're not just going to be like, okay, I'm going to hit this check mark, this check mark, and then I'm going to be there. Right. It's a, the spiritual life is a journey. Right. But that's the beauty of it is that you only continue to go up, hopefully. Right. You, as long as you're making an effort. Right. You are going up. I love I absolutely love the quote. You know, a saint is a sinner who keeps trying. Right. As long as you keep trying, you're you're trying to receive the sacraments as frequently as you can. Right. Everything is going to fall into place. And it's something beautiful that I've been trying to take to heart more. And every time that I want to practice that avoidance of avoiding my prayer life or whatever, right? It's, I know like my, my entire being needs that. My body, my mind, my soul, right? Like that's important, right? And that's, I think that's why we have so much unrest, right? In our society today, because people are focused, right? On the wrong thing, right? There's no time to look deep within, right? And there's no time um, to connect with God, right? God is missing because why do I need God, 
right? Or, you know, why should I? But really, why don't you need him is the better question to ask. And in just another, <laughs> we've talked about a lot of the, I feel like we talked about a lot of the, you know, seven deadly sins, but, but pride, you know, a lot of people, I don't need God or I'll only, you know, reach out to God when I need something, right? We, we see it all the time. And these aren't easy things like, you know, I'm, I'm preaching the choir. I'm just as guilty of these things. And it's tough, right? It's hard. But the point is that just keep trying, right? And, and just make an effort to, I promise, like, you know, seeking the sacraments will not, will not do you wrong, right? It is only in, in, it's again, it's a process. It's not a linear scale. We can't expect to, you know, receive communion and just be and have ultimate wisdom or ultimate knowledge, right? It's a process. You will grow, right? You will grow in deeper wisdom and deeper knowledge over time, right? But that's the beauty of it, right? It's a journey, right? It's a challenge, right? We all have a good challenge. And uh, that is my closing thought is that, uh, you know, I'll repeat that spiritual direction is that, you know, if you pray and you keep your prayer life consistent, everything else will fall into place. And uh, I think that's what, you know, the takeaway for the, for uh, your listeners today, um, you know, just take that to heart. I think it's important and uh, I don't think it can hurt you, you know, so, yeah. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. That was fantastic. You loved a lot for me to chew on there over the next couple of days and weeks. And that's something I'm, I'm right there with you trying to work on. And I, I love that this was a perfect tie-in to our episode with Kevin number one. You finished it the same way he started it. So very cool. Uh, any final thoughts there, Stephen? No, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, like Kevin said it, it at the beginning, uh, confession is a, a a reset. We have that in in our faith that a lot of other people that are outside the faith don't get to experience. Mm-hmm. I think that's an an amazing thing that we're able to take uh, inventory of our of our wrongdoings and get forgiveness from God for those and be able to, you know, move forward and again, build, build better habits for ourselves going forward. I think, uh, I think, I think it tied in absolutely perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Well said, Kevin, thank you so much for taking the time to come on. You have a lot of wisdom to share, a lot of great stuff, definitely a a role model for us and uh, for our listeners. So to everyone who tuned in, thank you so much for listening and please share this podcast if you enjoyed it. That's the best way to help us. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time.